0: Hey, so what's up, guys? I'm recording this podcast on my phone, through my phone, so I apologize in advance for, you know, maybe the sound quality not being up to par. The reason I'm recording this way is because I didn't record yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. I usually record on Sundays, but, you know, free agency was happening all day, and it happened, you know, it officially started at 6 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. And, you know, I didn't want to record. I usually get my recordings out in the morning and, you know, publish them early afternoon. So I didn't want to, you know, get caught off guard with any, you know, latest developments. So I I just opted not to record a podcast and just wait until, you know, the next day or at least later in the night. I was planning on doing it later in the night, but I was like, F that. I'm going to go to sleep because I got to get up and I got to work and do other stuff. But now I'm here. So let's just dive straight into it. There's so much to 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 unpack. It's so much to unpack. I want to start off by, you know, jumping into the Brooklyn Nets and what they did. I mean, it's it's awesome. You never thought. Brooklyn was always looked at the little brother to you, to, the, to the New York Knicks when it comes to the New York market. Now, the Brooklyn Nets, with the moves they made yesterday, they are officially the big brother of the New York, of the Big Apple. Uh, they, they not only picked up Kyrie Irving, which was widely reported. I mean, Kyrie to the Nets has been speculated for weeks now. We kind of knew that it was going to end up that way unless some unforeseen uh, circumstance is happening. But Kyrie to the Brooklyn Nets, that was official. That happened. That sh- that shoe dropped first. And then the one of the big shoes alongside Kyrie was Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant is joining Kyrie Irvin to go and play at the Barclays Center for the Brooklyn Nets. Man, oh, man. And if you're a New York Knicks fan, you are sick to your stomach. I'll get to New York in a second. Trust me, they're not off at all as far as the the outlash that they're getting right now from their fan base and also the outlash that they're going to get from me, if that is even a word or used in the right sentence or not. But anyway, this is... Great news for Brooklyn fans or original New Jersey Nets fans. Remember, they are originally from New Jersey, so that's a New Jersey Nets team that you know Brooklyn is. You know, the the people of Brooklyn are now being able to um, lavish in all the riches that they've come to see the past couple of years with a nice young nucleus over there. But now you got Kyrie Irving, right? This is what I really wanted to get into. First and foremost, Brooklyn, you did what you had to do. You have been widely overlooked as a market, as a pro team. Even though you made the playoffs last year, you had a really good, successful run last year. You had an entertaining team that was fun to watch. I loved watching the Brooklyn Nets. But now, you know, if you're, you're, you're the new management, you're the new ownership there, You did what you had to do. You had to go out and you had to acquire a big name just so you could, you know, steal headlines from the other New York team. And mission accomplished. You had to do it. Now, don't get me started. I mean, well, I am going to get started. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, I'm... (laughs) Good luck to you, Brooklyn. I'm giving you props at the same time. I'm also warning you. We just seen Kyrie Irving get everything he wanted. He left LeBron James in Cleveland, left LeBron. They won a championship before. They ended up losing, of course, to the Golden State Warriors. And then he ended up requesting a trade to get out of Cleveland. What did he want? He wanted to get out of Cleveland. He wanted to get out of LeBron's shadow, step away from that big shadow and go to a market, not just any market, but he wanted to go to a market that had a competing team. And he got all of those boxes checked. Unbelievably, this doesn't happen in professional sports where a player requests a trade and he gets about 99% of what he wants. In Kyrie Irving's situation, in Kyrie Irving's case, that was something that happened for him. He ended up getting everything he wanted, all the boxes checked. What you want? You want to get out of Cleveland? Check. You want to have money? You know, or the opportunity to have a, you know a max deal uh, in, in the market you want to play in, or a, mar- a competing market. Check. You also got to play on one of the top teams in the league at the time in the Boston Celtics, not just one of the top teams, one of the youngest teams, youngest and talented teams in the entire NBA. Check, check, check. So Kyrie got everything he wanted last year. I mean, two years ago. And it wasn't enough for him. He completely destroyed that Boston Celtics team. Completely destroyed it. That team went all the way to Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals down to the wire against the Cleveland Cavaliers at Boston without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward. That team, which is, you know, Terry Rozier running a point guard and Jason Tatum you know in his show out party to the world he left all of that behind, didn't really have a good season this year, he had a, actually he had a really good season this year, he had career numbers across the board as far as assists far as rebounds, points I mean he really 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 played probably his best season of his career but it wasn't enough he showed that A, he can't be coached. His leadership skills are just abysmal. He has terrible leadership skills. You know, some guys are not meant to be the guy. And that's fine. Kyrie, make no mistake about it, Kyrie is not the guy. He should never be the guy on any team. And in this case, he won't be the guy over at Brooklyn I think Kyrie learned that lesson, that valuable lesson last year, and he said to himself, you know, I can't be the guy. I'm hoping. I'm trying to shed some positive light on what transpired with Kyrie in Boston, but facts are the facts, man. I, if I'm a general manager, I can't trust a player like that. I can't trust that a player who acts, bit, pisses and moans his self out of a town into a new t- situation, a great situation and he still ended up being unhappy at the end of it so what's the interesting part about all of this is that this is all going to play over again this is this is going to be boston 2.0 now it might not end the same way because Kyrie knows that he's in there for the long haul and that he has to hold things down for next season until kevin durant is able to play because kevin durant is going to be completely absent in the 2019 and 2020 season, you know, obviously recovering from that ruptured Achilles. So Kyrie has to be under his best behavior. He can't afford to have a Boston episode over there in Brooklyn. So we'll see how that plays out. I think the Brooklyn Nets, without a doubt, won free agency last night. It's not even close. But let's get into the other moves real quick. I don't want to, you know, dwell on the Brooklyn Nets too long. But... They, oh, and actually, they also um, added uh, DeAndre Jordan. So I have to say that. Brooklyn added DeAndre Jordan. They got him, and they got Kyrie, and they also got uh, Kevin Durant when once, obviously, Kevin Durant is cleared to play. So that's great. So let's go over to the other New York team, the New York uh, Knicks. <laughs> I'm sorry I got to laugh. Look, let me start off by saying it and start off on a positive note. The New York Knicks did add some pretty, you know, good pieces. They they added some pieces that will definitely help their squad by adding, you know, they added Julius Randle. They gave him 3 years, 63 million or something like that. And then they added my, you know, from my team, the Chicago Bulls, they added Bobby Portis. Now, Bobby Portis and Julius Randle, they are Dirt dogs, man. They will go in and get dirty, and they give maximum effort every time they're on the court. So those guys are going to be, you know, huge for that team far as uh, developing the makeup of what that team is going to be in the future. And that's going to be gritty, nose, you know, you know, hard nose, uh, uh, you know, young team going after it. That's pretty much what this squad is building up. But the problem with the moves are necessarily adding Julius Randle or adding Bobby Portis. The problem is with the, that the New York Knicks is facing as a franchise and why there's great strife between them and their fan base is that you lied to your fan base. You said, we're trading Christoph Porzingis, the unicorn. We're trading the unicorn so we can open up space, you know, A, because we don't trust his injuries, yada, yada, yada. And... On top of that, we're opening up more cap space so we could get two max players. Two top tier one max players. And what happened yesterday? Not a goddamn thing. That's what happened. Not a goddamn thing. They didn't get any max player. In fact, when I was hearing the reporters and all the guys coming in with all the news, the little scoops and leaks and all of these things that was developing, I didn't really hear too many uh, of those analysts talk about the Knicks mixing it up and and having meetings with these top tier players. I didn't really hear a lot of that. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. But I didn't hear a lot of that. So it makes me wonder, did you guys even really, really, truly try to get any of these top tier guys? Did you put a phone call? We already know that Kevin Durant didn't even get a scheduled meeting because they've... The excuse... For them not giving Kevin Durant a meeting had to do with "quote unquote" them being worried about his injury after, you know, and how he'll come back. Now, to be fair, they are a little scorned because of all the swing and misses that they've made over the past few years, far as injured players. You know, we can go down a whole list of Amari Stoudemire and. Shit, we can go even to Eddie Curry and all these other guys that they've swung out on, you know, in a 10 to 15 year uh, time frame. But this is different. This is Kevin bleeping Durant. This is Kevin Durant. You have to make that move for just 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 for headlines. You got to make that move. Even if Kevin doesn't play next year, you're not really playing for anything next year Anyway. But you have to make that move if you're in the New York Knicks. You've been a laughing stock for years. You're an absolute joke of an organization. You have to make those moves. You have to be big. You have to be bold. You have to give that fan base something to look forward to. And they didn't do any of that yesterday. So the problem is not necessarily them striking out on big free agents. The problem is... You not only struck out on break free agents and missed out to your cross city rival, the Brooklyn Nets, you traded Christoph Perzingis from right now, seemingly right now in this moment as I'm talking to you guys, for nothing. They basically traded Christoph Perzingis for nothing. Yeah, you got Dennis Smith Jr. Who cares? Who cares? That's not what New York Knicks fans were looking forward to. That's not what the bill of goods that they were sold, that is not what the deal was. So, you know, poor Knicks. That's all I got to say about that. Poor Knicks. Let's get into the other moves real quick. I love love what the Boston Celtics did. They picked up Kimball Walker, they lost Al Horford. That's going to be huge. That's not, you know. Let's keep it real. Al Horford was a great fit for that team. He was a great glue guy. He did all the. He was just steady Eddie, man. You can pencil in, you know, double doubles. It was more than just the stats with Al. With Al, you got always consistent defense. You got great passing. He was just a, a, a constant on that on the on the court and in that locker room. So you lose that, but. And losing that, you was able to get Kimba Walker. So you didn't really fall off if you're a Celtics fan. You lost Kyrie, but who cares? You picked up Kimba Walker. And I tell you this, I don't know Kimba personally, but Kimba Walker, I follow his career. I'm, you know, from the state of Connecticut. I'm a Yukon Husky fan. I watched that man single-handedly, you know, obviously with help. That was a scrappy team. But I watched that man as the solo act, the star player of that Yukon Husky basketball team win a national championship and beat the favored Kentucky uh, to the, uh, the, uh, the beat the, that favorite Kentucky team that had Julius Randall on it. And he got the name cardiac Kimba. He got that name in college after winning a national championship being the, the deciding factor of that championship. So he hasn't gotten the credit or the just due that he deserves for quite some time. He's been a great player. He's been a great player, and I will tell you this. And this is a whole other discussion. I'll probably do a video on this on YouTube. I'll keep y'all. I'll let y'all know. But I do plan on doing a video, doing a career comparison between he and Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, in my opinion, has been so so overrated for years, for years. But I have a whole litany of things that I want to get into. That's a whole separate time. Like I said, I'll cut a video and I'll let you guys know whenever that comes about. But anyway, Kimball Walker is going to fit great on that team because Kimball Walker is a great teammate. You never heard really anything negative about Kimball Walker, both in college and since he's been in the pros over at Charlotte. And that shithole, not the city of Charlotte, but that shithole organization ran by the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan. I don't know what he's doing over there. But Kimball has been routinely ignored for years because he's played in Charlotte for all these years. But you know what? Through all that time, Kimball Walker brought that pathetic organization to two playoff visits. Two playoff appearances. Kyrie Irving, he played three years in the league before lebron james got there and saved his career and elevated his career and those three years was he was at and pretty much obscurity like he no one was talking about him and they were injury plague seasons and he and they didn't even sniff the playoffs when he was in cleveland before lebron got there but that's a whole other story like i said for a later date because i will cut a video on that but great pickup by the uh boston celtics um, they're also adding guys. I think Torrey Rosear is going to be in a sign and trade, and he's going to go to Charlotte. I don't know how they're going to do that logistically. I don't know. I'm not a capologist, but great move on their part. Also, also, uh, you got you got uh, Mike Conley. Obviously, that was later and that was earlier in the week. He's going to be over there uh, playing for the Utah Jazz. They picked up Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich, uh, however you pronounce that. I, I'm sorry. butchering his name but that is a solid pickup because now you got Mike Conley in the starting lineup you got uh Donovan Mitchell you got uh the guy Inglis or English or whatever however you pronounce his name I'm butchering names I apologize Bobbanovich and then you got Rudy Gorbert so that's gonna be a really really solid team right there that's gonna be a really solid team and people need to look out for Utah in the Western conference they're not dropping off they got better all right and then we got news today that apparently Hassan Whiteside, due to the Jimmy Butler uh, acquiring Jimmy Butler over at the Miami Heat, that's another thing. Miami Heat picked up Jimmy Butler, but they look like they're also going to make another move, far as getting rid of Hassan Whiteside. So they're offloading Hassan Whiteside and getting a couple players back. They're getting uh, Miles Turner or Myers Turner, Myers Turner, from, uh, from the from the from the Trailblazers, and another pickup. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, at the moment, but you know, the Blazers are getting Hassan Whiteside and I don't know if Hassan Whiteside is going to turn back to the guy he was two or three seasons ago before he got this big contract, but hopefully this will light a fire under his ass and this will hopefully turn him back into one of the best big men in the league again. And this is a, a gamble. This is a gamble by the trailblazers, but if he, uh, performs uh then it's going to be a gamble that was worth taking you know but you got to remember portland still has nurkic who broke his leg before the playoffs started so they'll have nurkic and then they'll have hassan Whiteside as their bigs that sounds pretty impressive so portland didn't drop off they're still in the mix and then obviously you have um um trying to think of another teams uh, obviously the Dallas Mavericks they tightened up some things they signed Porzingis gave him uh, a nice extension uh they signed up a tied up a lot of other guys like uh Powell got his new 3 year extension and um you know i'm not sure if they're going to get Goran Dragic or not uh, that was kind of debunked um i'm trying to think who else who else did that that was a standout to me uh uh, I mean, the NBA. It, the, obviously, we're still waiting for Kawhi. Kawhi hasn't made his decision. What I'm starting to, re- what it's starting to feel like to me is that it's not good. If you're a Toronto Raptors fan, this isn't good. The fact that Kawhi's taking this long to make his decision tells me that the longer this process uh, draws out. The more and more it's, it's looking unlikely That Kawhi is going to return back to Toronto I mean it's, it's It's really looking More so like it's Between the two LA teams The way you slice and dice it It's looking like Believe it or not the Lakers have a shot And it's looking like the Clippers have a shot I don't really see Any side teams coming in I mean um, Oh yeah there's another team uh, Philadelphia 76ers they picked up Al Horford um, so that's a huge loss by the Celtics because not only is Al, like I said to you guys before, not not only is he a, an important glue guy, you lose him to one of your big rivals. The team, you know, you you lose him to a big rival that you guys had always had their number. You always had their number, but now you lose Al Horford to that team, and now you got Al Horford to deal with alongside Joel Embiid. That is going to be a frightening front court for any guard, any player trying to drive in that paint and, and, and get their, get a bucket. So that's going to make them huge as far as defensively. So you, you get that, you get that, um, and, you know, you you sign, you know, and obviously 76ers also re-signed, um, uh, Tobias Harris, they gave him a $180 million contract extension, brand new money for him. So they put in a lot of faith in Tobias Harris. I'm not a big Tobias Harris fan. He shrinks at the most biggest moments. He just disappeared in the playoffs. He was not a factor at all. And I, I'm not sure if that was a great idea. I think the whole idea behind not signing Jimmy Butler was surely a play, to for for uh, in an effort to make uh, Ben Simmons happy and put some um and some stock into him. You know, they're they're really really hoping that Ben Simmons, you know, turns into something that they expect him to turn into, and that's the guy who is progressing and becoming a better shooter. They need Ben Simmons to shoot the goddamn ball. And they got to see some type of progress. This move that they made is definitely it, it gets Jimmy out the way. He's who's a dominant alpha male and it, it gets him out the way. And, and, and the, the positiveness of getting Jimmy out of town, which I, I don't agree with. But if you want to look at it on a positive side, it doesn't stunt Ben Simmons growth. There's nothing in Ben Simmons way. To, allow, to not allow him to blossom fully into the player that we all think he's supposed to be. And we, I'm not including myself in that because I'm not a huge Ben Simmons fan, but a lot of people think that he is supposed to be this top-tier player, but he has yet to fully uh, show that he hasn't fully blossomed into the player everyone thinks he's going to be. So that's going to be interesting. But um, um, other than that, you know, Klay Thompson's re-signed, Um, The Warriors picked up, they seemingly are going to pick up D'Angelo Russell, which is huge. They gave him over $100 million. Now I'm seeing some other uh, uh, reports saying that they might trade him. So they're signing him to trade him, I guess. I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, So definitely keeping my eyes on that. Uh, And... Shout out to the Pelicans, too. I got to get the Pelicans in before I end this because I want to just give a quick podcast. Again, I apologize. This ain't the best quality, but I got to give a quick shout out to the Pelicans, man. The Pelicans picked up J.J. Reddick. They got some shooting. And then, you know, you pair him alongside Ingram, uh, Lonzo Ball. You got Zion. You know, so they, you know, they re-signed Jaleel Okafor, whether he turns into the player that everyone thought he would out coming out the draft who knows cuz now there's nobody in his way to to uh, stunt his growth so you got a lot of good uh they still got Drew Holiday so the pelicans are stacked man they got a lot of young talent there that team is going to be exciting to watch you know all of these moves really have been great man and i tell you the nba it got me thirsting for some NBA basketball in the summer, because right now I'm telling you I'm I can't wait to give the NBA my money once the, the league pass membership starts rolling up again, because it's going to be a lot of teams to watch, a lot of exciting teams to uh, dive into, to definitely see how the chemistry is working. Uh, another thing, real quick, Andre Iguodala was shipped out to Memphis. Um, they're saying that Memphis may do a you know, they they may cut him, wave them, just so they can clear that cap space. And if they do that, then there's reports that the Houston Rockets might jump in and pick up Andre Iguodala. And if that happens, that'll be a huge move for the Houston Rockets. Because they need a guy like Andre Iguodala. You've seen how they were defensively. They weren't as good defensively once they lost Trevor Ariza. But you add Andre Iguodala, who still at this point in his career, I think he's a better... You know, he's he's a way better defender than Trevor Reza. And Trevor Reza's a good defender, but he ain't Andre Iguodala. So if they were to add him and keep everybody intact, you know, that definitely will help them in the long run. Because now the landscape is wide open. It's wide open for anybody to take it because, you know, the Warriors are out of it or or not. You know, they'll be around, but they're not going to be the dominant force that they've been for the past five seasons. So a lot of interesting stuff, man, in the world of NBA, man. I had to just come in real quick. I could not allow, you know, myself to not give you my thoughts on the crazy day one of free agency that happened on Sunday night. Um, Just a lot of stuff unfolding, man, and still more stuff to unfold because we're still waiting for Kawhi Leonard to drop um, I'm hoping he stays in Toronto, but it's not looking like that uh, as the time starts to pass. So just a quick uh, order of reference to a lot of guys that's still on the board. Look, DeMarcus Cousins is still available. Now, no one's talking about him, but he would be a nice little pickup for a team who's trying to, trying to fill out their roster. And he could be a potential steal. Because now he's still coming off of, you know, when he blew out his quad. You know, he's, got, he's off of the Achilles now. He needed a full year to recover from that. He's off the Achilles now. So whoever picks up DeMarcus Cousins might get him. They're going to get him at a steal. And then that steal could potentially be back into what he once was as an, a, you know, a top tier big man in the league perennial all-star. So DeMarcus Cousins is a very interesting pick. It would be an interesting pickup, and um, it'll be interesting to see where he falls. Um, if you're the Celtics, do you give Cousins a call? I mean, I'm sure you, they can they can swing it. They got a little cap space. Uh, he can't, you know. I don't think he'll he couldn't be more than 10 million a year, even if you got him for a, a one year rental. So we'll see how that fold unfolds. But as I said before, man, thanks for tuning in again. I apologize for the sound quality. I just wanted to uh, holler at y'all real quick and not so y'all don't hear from me. But thanks for listening. I'll talk to y'all again. All right? Peace. Yay!